Welcome to Everything to Guppy, a Binding of Isaac podcast where we talk about various forms of dog food endlessly. Endlessly. Mm-hmm. I'm William Hughes, and as always, I'm joined by a real puppy chow bien, Gary Butterfield. Hi. Hey, Gary. How do you feel about puppy champion? <laughs> pretty, pretty good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah it's not, I, I, I'm kind of into it. You know, it's got puppy in there, and that's fun. And chow, which I think is one of the cutest words for food. Yeah, or for an Italian person saying goodbye. Yeah, that is one of the cutest things that they do. Except that uh, when I w- was in Italy for a little while, it was a lot of ciao bella yelled at American women. Oh, that well, that's not. I don't like that part. It's bad. Uh, speaking of bad, Gary, what's the item today? Oh, it's it's one of um, several items with the same name, which I'm just now. Oh no, they're not. It's not the same. First, yeah. I thought they literally had the same name, and I was like, oh, thank God, we can actually like. <laughs> nope, no such one. <laughs> we cannot. Oh, we're talking about lunch. Lunch, um, Gary. So why don't you hit me up a, with what lunch does? Well, this item uh, gives you a health container. Now you might be thinking, didn't you guys already do this? Uh, and we did. It was less than three. Except uh, that one at least fills up your hearts. Yeah. Th- this one just gives you one full heart container. And to, is a, it almost is like as if Edmund specifically designed this game so we couldn't do this podcast. <laughs> Not only made these uh, identical game mechanics, but made three of them in a row that have the exact same theming. Yeah. Like uh, the theme here is... Uh, babies love dog food yeah isaac's mom feeds him dog food or he just finds it i you know it's in a bowl yeah like you'd have for a dog i guess so yeah yeah i mean i guess i mean it could go either way we can yeah we can, we'll this, get into it, it. Neglect, let's get into it, it now is the time to get into abuse it. yeah it's a, it's our special segment on, uh, on the binding of isaac neglect or abuse which actually is a pretty pertinent question yeah i mean this is uh all of this of course is always Isaac has a very uh, hard to trust narrator, but like I, it's everything's metaphorical. Like, go ahead, Gary. What were you gonna say? It's not good. Like what I was gonna say. Um, well, now you really so in my say. in my brain, and and when I'm trying to be funny on podcast, you kind of you kind of go in this autopilot mode that sometimes results in you like not considering idea, just saying something and cutting somebody off. Sure, that follows your experience, right? Yeah, that's all I do. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you understood this. Gary, what I was trying to say is... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, finish someone's sentence, like, with a joke. Sure. Because you were like, here, the thing, you got to that, and you are like, the thing about Isaac, and I considered for a moment, I was like, what if I said, uh, or what if I cut you off to say, like, he has a huge dick? Just, you know, <laughs> like, not, I didn't say it out loud, just to remind everybody that I didn't actually say it. Gary, so can, the, uh, you know what, Gary, while that was happening, I was unable to think of the word unreliable, so there were balls being dropped... Yeah, around across the board unlike isaac's balls yeah which right. have not the, can, we, can we get a clean take of that though i'm gonna start that sentence again okay well just... there's a second part to it though I, I gotta get to the second part this is the real punchline okay so I, I um you were like isaac has and i was gonna be like a real big dick and then you were like you, you were going into a hard time and i was like what if i just said cock at time like i i had to keep backing up ground to this joke that yeah. I was reconsidering. Like, it's like, I, I can't say this baby has a, a big dick, but then you were like, Isaac has a really hard. And then I could be like, what if I just said dick right now? And then I was like, can I say this baby's got an erection? And then I was like, babies actually get erections all the time. Is that a good enough tangent for lunch week? Like I just, I, I, I went through a lot of different permutations of that in my head really quickly. It was Gary, like that Sherlock gif. Yeah. I was about to say, thank you for that trip into the mind palace. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a good mind. Uh, yeah, uh, Isaac is a game about uh, on one level or another, a kid being a big dick. Oh, sorry, I just too late. It's abused. My, oh, thank you. That's that's, that's, the, that's the actual thing. Yes, indeed. One way or another, and any number of interpretations, no matter what the interpretations are, all of them result in abuse or neglect. Um, like if, even if the most unreliable narrators, you know, if you, if you ascribe to the view that most of this is in his imagination and his mom is actually looking for him, you know, et cetera, and is not, is surprised when everything happens, you know, it's still neglect Mm -hmm. that you let your baby climb into a treasure chest and asphyxiate. And, and one of the ways like, uh, we're ragging on lunch week a lot, but one of the ways it really underlines that is in some of the items that pop up, especially as boss room items. Yes. Uh, mostly in boss room items, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like that tends to be, and that makes a lot of sense for him exploring this basement. You know, a lot of the things he's finding are just like doodads that would be kept in a basement. Um, but this is actually, you know, that's part of the reason why I think it's actually for the dog as well. Okay. Um, it's just that like he's finding it in the basement. You know, that but, doesn't actually, like it's just in my weird headcanon though. That doesn't really support anything. So he could, she, he could be being fed dog food uh, like that, like the little girl who eats cat food and Beast of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. The one thing that really like makes me think it is intentional is that they are named like lunch and dinner and breakfast. That's true. Like that yeah. feels that that implies intentionality. Yeah, and, and, but you know the other th- the other side of that is it could be intentionality on Isaac's part. True. You know as well. It's hard to say. Um, this specific so lunch he eats out of a bowl. Yeah, uh, which is a- more civilized than the other options. Yes. And thus we see the slow de-evolution of Isaac. And this food, at the very least, doesn't seem rotten. Like, you could do worse than eating dog food if you had to eat food. I mean, this one looks like it's wet food, which is far grosser to me than dry food is. Yeah. I I had a friend, I told this story before on podcast, but I had a friend whose dad was in the military who, uh, like, hated the food. He was in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he noticed that the dog food that they had was essentially like stew. So he started eating the dog food. Yeah that they shipped them because the actual food was so gross Gary, and so bad. Have you ever tried to imagine what you would have done if you had been drafted into Vietnam? Like, yeah, my, I thought about being drafted a lot when I was young. I, it felt like a thing that could happen because it could happen to our parents. Right. And it was, so like it was, was about the right era. The yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and like I could have been, you know, theoretically drafted if they instituted a draft into like desert storm or what have you. Or, or whatever wars we were in in 1998. Um, and I think that because it was a big part of pop culture because our parents had to deal with the draft. Yeah, like our parents got letters that said, hey, you have to come, you have to move to a jungle and try to kill people who are yeah. trying to kill you. Like that's our, like, I don't want to be like millennials, am I right? But yeah. there has never been anything in my life that even vaguely compares to that level of existential threat. Oh, t- absolutely. You know, but that that's not millennials, right? That's like baby boomers know. Yeah. You know, it's like that, that that's actually extremely bad that that happened. You know, like it would like to, and even especially that war, which was not justifiable on any means. I mean, the boomers weren't drafting themselves. This was, yeah, that's this true. is another one on our old pal. I guess JFK. The greatest generation. Uh, JFK, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I did have to do like, you have to do a little like, gra- like, do you remember that you had to do that like little draft card? Thing, yeah, though, of right? course. Yeah. Um, that was just like a very scary thing to me. And I remember thinking like brainstorming ways to get out of it because I, I just knew that I wasn't going to, you know, go, go kill people. Yeah. Were you thinking about maybe podcasting yourself in the foot to get out of it? 
<laughs> if you didn't say that as like a, a making fun of me for being a, being a wuss, but if you had said it for me being a wuss, like if you, that would have been a real, real like load bearing insult. <laughs> the, you know, Gary, yeah, what were you thinking about? Get podcasting or something. <laughs> I mean, Gary, I want to be very clear. The dry tone there was not meant to undercut the meanness of what I was saying. No, I know, I know. <laughs> the it just is is very funny. It would just it came out of the way of both of us being like kind of peaceniks about it. And it'd be a very funny thing for like a recruiter to say to me, did you have, did you have recruiters show up and like talk to you? Only in band. Uh, Mm. and I, I, I was very saucy to the recruiter. I Mm. was like, cause they always pitch it as like, this is the ultimate job. You'll get to play like in cool places. And like, we support you every step of the way. I'm like, y'all college. I, I can't remember if I actually said this or just fantasized about saying it, but the thought in my head was, Y'all still kill people, right? Yeah. Like, y'all still the military. That's, that's the thing, though, is if you say that, then they're going to be like, well, there are a lot of different careers you could have. What about being a science technician or a cook or, you know, any number of things? Like They, they have, I'm sure they have a, a comeback for that. Like, I know a couple people who, like, uh, were, like, drone pilots in the military. Mm. And that's, because that's, like, you know, not to be every, like, bad, like, action sci-fi movie from the 90s, but, like, that's what we're trained to do. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the war games that we're we're playing. You know, eventually they'll they'll make ones that are like Isaac, where like you're, we're just piloting a little bomb baby through tunnels that are shaped in, you know, adjoining rooms. Yeah, some, and then this podcast will be training for that. Yeah, sometimes I think about how we are kind of the first generation that's been trained to uh, control an external avatar. Yeah, and that that outside of like I guess like old school like remote control planes and stuff. That's like. Well, the, the ubiquity is way, way more. Like yeah. They, they, you know, there are other people, but it's not like every single kid had a remote control plane. Every kid has played video games of some kind. Gary, maybe or even may, just, you know. Maybe you haven't watched a couple of documentaries about like the era. Every kid had a remote control plane. I haven't it, seen these documentaries. It was truly the greatest they really generation. Good. They sound really good. Yeah. They're by Ken Snurb. <laughs> Ken Snurb's uh, 60s, but only part of it. Just the, the just the RC planes, but of just that decade. We'll we'll talk about more about our complicated feelings of the military next entry on Meal Week <laughs> and everything to copy. Uh, uh, because I do, I mean, I do have like a conceptual respect for it. Like there are people who I know who are who are veterans who like I you know I get it on a level. So there's part of it where it's like I just it 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 comes down to that feeling of like. There's almost there's there's an uh, uh, individualist streak in me where I would need to feel like a war was just. It's not enough that a governing body above me feels that it is. Uh, yeah, for I me th- to feel good about it, like it's like if if I was confronted with an actual World War II, like if I grew up in the forties, and it was like, hey, there there's Nazis and they're they're doing this, they're exterminating a people. Like I feel like I would have a very different attitude towards the military and war. You know, you heard it here first, folks. Gary Butterfield. Why aren't there more Nazis? <laughs> why? Why can't we have World War II again? Come on, What's that was these the wars we have. Good uh, uniforms. 
we're getting out of arms. But you, you know what I mean, right? Like I, it's, do, it's, I totally do. To, it's very strongly in me. It's like, a, oh, I, I get to weigh in on this. Like, I have enough of like a, an ego, you know, probably is one like an uncharitable way to put it. That to me, it's like, if I'm going to go do this thing, it can't be out of an abstract concept of duty or governance of me. It has to be something that I also believe in. Well, good news, Gary. You know? The entirety of military training is based around destroying that part of your ego and <laughs> overcoming your natural <laughs> resistance to kill. I'm too smart to opt into that, You're, though. Okay, well, see not previous, too smart to get like yeah. See previous conversation about situations where opting out was not a situation was not an option. Yeah, exa- exactly. So luckily, I live in a time where, and now it's like, you know, you, you fat diabetic piece of shit. We're not going <laughs> yeah, no. to put you in the uniform. Like, <laughs> boy, aren't we? I, like, we're sitting here like, uh, I, I don't know what I do if I get tired. <laughs> God, like, you're cream of the crop like, over here. Summon the podcast core. Yeah, yeah. The bearded America's 4,000th line of defense. <laughs> we need the bearded fatty podcast league to go make us proud, boys. The uh... <laughs> Look, we need you to interrogate this guy. Talk more about lunch. Yeah, can, can, you, can you tell him your complicated feelings on Dragon Quest 2? Um, <laughs> until he cracks the... <laughs> Gary, uh, it's good that we considered this uh, this absurd question uh, as if it were real. Well, it's uh, better than talking about lunch, uh, Gary. Yeah. What can people do? How if do they we like get? This show? How do we get through this without actually even talking about like the concept of like lunch in real life? We'll, we'll say that. Yeah, God, so, and I, the, I love lunch. It might be my yeah, favorite. This, this meal. has a name. Yeah, it, it's it's a really good meal. We'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it during dinner because we'll do Southern rules. Yeah. Um, if people like this show, they can support us on uh, Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, Give us a couple bucks a month, even a little bit, makes a big difference. And if you uh, would like the show a lot, you can rate and review it on iTunes, which helps people learn about it. Or you could write the name of the podcast down on your check when you're putting in your tip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it could be the memo on checks where you pay your rent. Oh, yeah. Please tell your landlord about us. <laughs> I love <laughs> landlords. <laughs> love landlord. <laughs> oh, Gary, well, did, we, did we just invite a new, invent a new like romantic advice show? love landlord hey there i'm the love landlord the, the love landlord's here and rent is due <laughs> and the rent my baby is you <laughs> the rent is you oh my god okay good night good night <laughs> the dumbest show that i do on this stupid network <laughs> yeah like <laughs>